Welcome to First Love Online Church with Nyral and O.C. Burnett. Flock is a ministry of First Love Fellowship whose mission is to win the church to Christ through unceasing prayer, intentional discipleship, and missional living. You can support the mission of First Love Fellowship by texting 918-300-4680 or by going to our website at wearefirstlove.com. This is the last podcast of 2023 where Nyral and O.C. Burnett will be speaking on the topic of spiritual preppers. Of winning the Church to Christ, First Love Online Church. And we're grateful that you're here. I hope you are excited about 2024. Now listen, being excited about 2024 doesn't mean you're not going to go through anything, okay? We're not going to sit here and give you more in 2024 come on i want you you guys post your good ideas of slogans because i know some of you have already started hearing it more in 2024 it could be more war in 2024 (laughs) so more door uh, more doors in 2024 or well you know we hear all these slogans and everything open open door in 2024 open door in 2024 So we, there's all of them, you know, we hear all of these things and our anticipation of the year is based on what we hear in a message. Right. Remember New Year's Eve services, which I personally loved. I loved New Year's Eve services because we celebrated through the end of the year. And some of us, we were on our knees for a while. But just praying and, and some services, it was like that. But just celebrating and, and saying happy <laughs> Open door 2024. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I love New Year's Eve services, but we tend to, in America, do things based on religion. We just systematic. And when we say religion, we just talk about no no power, rote, because as we're supposed to do it, it's Christmas. So we're supposed to, you know, preach a Christmas message. It drives me nuts. I loved when when I went to a church where they did not just say, okay, it's Christmas time, so let's preach a message about Christmas. No, right. it's be led by the Spirit. But so there's a lot of things that are about to come to the pike. And so this message, what we're going to talk about today, um, mostly Pastor Naro, but what we're going to talk lots about today. Lots and lots of OC. She's going to have a lot to say. <laughs> what we're going to talk about today is preparing you for 2024 whatever is about to hit okay so even if it's um you you get hit with different things or whatever is happening in the world we i believe that whatever we're going to experience is worldwide and um and it always hits the world whatever so goes america so goes the world and we're not in the place where we used to be where everyone is looking up to america there's such disdain for us right now and so we have to be prepared and so the title of this is spiritual preppers spiritual preppers so we have to be ready and these are things that we're going to do as first love fellowship if you're not part of first love fellowship you of course are welcome to join us um and there's a just a couple of announcements number one we're going to start 66 and 88 you want to talk about that a little bit 66 and 88 is 66 books of the bible in 88 days 
Um, so we'll be reading through the entire Bible. Lydia, it is hot in here. It's like a sauna. Can you please adjust the, the, the heat? Um, 66 and 88 is a Bible reading plan that we put together a few years ago, which is all 66 books of the Bible in 88 days. And so if you are an average reader, that's about an hour of Bible reading per day. And if you do that, you will be finished the Bible uh, right toward the end of March. And so as a church, we've been doing this now every year. And we've had some testimonies about how this has revolutionized people's lives just to be able to engage in the scriptures every single day. Mm -hmm. I noticed that most saints, they, they hear about the Bible. They hear preaching about the Bible. But it, there, there's something to be said when you actually engage the scriptures yes. themselves and let the Bible preach to you. That's so good. Because the Bible is, yes, we always say it's 66 books, but it, it, it indeed is 66 books, but it's one story. One story. The Bible is the redemptive history of mankind. So yes, it's 66 books, but it's one story. And so we want to begin this year with the story of our redemption. And so, yes, if you are not, if you've never done this before, be prepared. We start tomorrow. We start tomorrow with, oh, you know, I have to send out the, the form. Yes. I'll we'll, be sending we'll that out it. today. We'll post it up today on One Body, which you should be on every day uh, just to look and see what what the church is saying, what individuals throughout the church are saying. Sometimes people hear from the Lord. They put it up on one body. You should be looking at that um, and reading it and, and, and engaging. Uh, but 66 and, and 88 begins tomorrow. That's good. Okay. So we have 66 and 88. Right. We are going to be, um, we're going to talk about this, of course, during the message. Lots of fasting, lots of prayer, lots of dying to stuff, lots of removing things in order for us to hear clearly this year. There's a lot of things that we are doing. Uh, most of you, um, we sent out an update, you know, just like an end of the year type update of what we've done. And we guys, for those of you that received it in your email, check your emails, First Love. I believe we sent it to everyone in First Love. Um, those of you who um, have received it, guys, we didn't even post all that we did. We, we couldn't. It's just too much, you know. And, you know, I, I was telling my husband, the Bible says, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. And, you know, in America, in the American system, they're used to a 501c3 system where you have to, you know, tell people what you're doing. Right. And, um, and because of, you know, corruption and all of that stuff, we have no problem doing that. But there's a lot that we've done we have we didn't even put in the email right we know we did a little uh, i wish we could play the video we'll figure out how to play video and 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 the video of all the things that we've just accomplished this year because sometimes when we go through so much and first love went through a lot these past couple of years transition people leaving people coming in all that stuff we went through so much that when you're going through things while you're going through the year, although you're doing for the Lord, you tend to forget what you've done. And you feel like, oh man, I've just been going through. Right. Drama's always happening, always having to squash fires, deal with people's issues, all of that. But my goodness, for the, the church that we are, the size of the church that we are, we're not a mega church. And just the people, the Bible says, the people had a mind to work. And so we're grateful for the people that have a mind to work. And so um, we've done a lot. We've done a lot. And we do need you in this coming year. 
There's God, there's gonna, there was a greater demand of sacrifice, of death to self. And so we're going to talk about that today. We want to start with prayer. And yes. We'll and one more thing really quickly. There, okay. When it talks about, when we talk about like open doors for ministry, remember first love. Remember what that looks like. And we talked about it over yeah. and over again. Yeah. We run to the sound of the pain. Yes. Well, if you want open doors to ministry, just understand that's that that's so what good. it looks like. We're looking for the pain in this world and looking to respond to it. Yep. We're not looking for T.D. Jakes to invite us to the potter's house. Like, like we're going to get into that. Later but anyway, um, we're, we're not looking for some preacher to invite us to the large church so we can go and jump and dance and shout to musical instruments. No, we're looking for the pain in this world. So when it comes to open doors for ministry, that means we're looking for people who are hurting. Those are the types of doors that we're trusting God to open this year. And listen, yeah. in this coming year, we are going to see a lot of pain, mm. a lot of pain. And um, I, I, we, we just, so let's pray. Father, in yes, Jesus' name, Jesus. thank you, Lord, for this sacred opportunity, Lord, to, to minister your word, to talk about who you are, and to dwell in the presence of the Most High. He that dwells in a secret place of the Most High yes. shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Yes, Lord, you are my refuge. You thank are my you, fortress. You are my strength and my song. You, your name is a high tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Glory to God. Yes, Lord. This morning as we honor you, as we worship you, I pray in Jesus' name, yes, Lord, Lord Jesus. that you hear our cry. Yes, Lord. And that our ears be attentive to hear your voice. We give you glory and thanks and honor. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, I was saying the holidays have been great. Um, it's been wonderful. Yes. Celebrating, you know, cooking food. I mean, some of us, y'all can cook like crazy. It's amazing. Some of you can't cook. Um, you know, it's been it's been an amazing time, though, just having fellowship and, and, and friends yes. and family together. And so, I mean, even through it all, you know, at our house, I know we went all out, right? The whole Christmas decorations everywhere that Nyral put lights outside the house and a big Christmas tree and that that six foot or seven foot Santa oh, Claus Jesus. thing that Osi hates so much. I we disagree. kept him outside the house. <laughs> we kept um, him outside. Looking in the window. All the lots of fun things, lots of funny things. It's been great. But in all of that, um, there's been a part of me that Yeah. I kinda it's almost like I can't wait till it's all over. Yeah, me too. Because I feel like we're we're celebrating, but there's something going on in the background yeah. of the world history. I'm not even talking about like, oh, there's a devil attacking First Love Fellowship. No, that's no, not it. No. No, 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 there's big things looming, huge yeah. things looming right now yeah. Yeah. that we have to be ready. And so while I'm drinking my eggnog and eating my turkey, great turkey that Muriel made, uh, you know, uh, I'm like, you know, eating it and, 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 and laughing and smiling. But somewhere in the back of my mind, I keep on like stealing away to get by myself and I'm like Lord what is this what is going on in my spirit like I I'm I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the time and I mean you know Justin and Lolu and, and Muriel came from Maryland my my sister came from 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 South Carolina my nephew right they they, they all came from far away we're all gathered together the church gathers together yeah. then there's other people we can't keep out of our house right like Tanisha and, and <laughs> so everybody like gathers together and it's a lot of fun but it's like Something is looming. Yep. 
And it's the, I guess that's what it means to be a watchman, though, right? Yes. Watchman, this is it, right? When you're a watchman. When the saints are partying, <sighs> when the saints are partying, the watchman's job doesn't change. The watchman's watching. You're still watching. Because, honestly, you really can't have a good party Mm-mm. without the watchman watching. That's right. Because there can be a sneak attack. Was Israel Jesus, on, on October 7th not an example of that? Can you imagine? Were they not partying and dancing and in debauchery right there? And while they were dancing and singing and partying and spinning and all that kind of stuff, right? The enemy was coming. The enemy was coming in swarms. And see, they were partying and laughing and dancing. And they didn't know that sudden destruction was about to come upon their heads. And to this day, Israel is at war. What what what's interesting about the war in Israel? Since we're gonna, since we're, I mentioned we talk about, it, and we're going to continue to get into spiritual preppers, but this lines up with it. Right now, the world is telling Israel, you know, to 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 end this war, to stop the fighting. Right now, you know, Benjamin Netanyahu is being told a, a bunch of things, and I'm not I'm not trying to say that the, that even the government of Israel is not corrupt. Uh, what I'm saying is that the, the world is telling them to stop the war, you know, stop the fighting. Um, and there's something that someone said. They said, you know, if Israel stops the fighting, um, only one thing will happen. The, the war will continue. Mm-hmm. Because the, 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 the has, what is it? Uh, Hamas is going to continue to hate Jews and continue to try to kill them with their rockets every single day. But if Hamas decides to stop fighting, the war does indeed end. So, so what's, what's happening right now is Israel is fighting, and it's not being reported much on the news, but I have my sources. Um, Israel is fighting a war where they are being absolutely relentless. They're not holding back. Everything they can possibly do while also trying to avoid civilian casualties, they are doing. And um, the, 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 president, the, the prime minister of Israel is saying, listen, until Hamas is 100% eliminated, this war will not stop. Now, the international community, including America, is saying, listen, you know, we need to, Israel has a right to defend itself. And out of the same mouth, they're saying, you know, you need to stop. And and so that should be a picture of us with the warfare that we fight, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, the enemy is attacking you. So you should have, indeed, this relentless, ongoing fight in your spirit that says, I'm going to keep on going forward until whatever this thing is that's attacking us. Yeah is fully and completely and utterly decimated. That's that's how you do war. And and I'm telling you in 2024, we're going to have to prepare for war. Be prepared for war this year. I I'm, I, I wish I could sugarcoat this. I, I wish I could say, "Oh, it's going to be all right." Jesus. I got a feeling. Jesus. Everything's going to be all right. Jesus, Jesus. Nobody Jesus. said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." Oh. Yeah. Uh, y'all, y'all, you know, uh, y'all look like y'all. I got a feeling. <laughs> Copyright issues. <laughs> oh, okay. <I> see. <laughs> got it. We'll edit that out. But let's not make believe warfare is not coming. And I don't just mean warfare like, you know, the devil's messing with you at three o'clock in the morning with your old habits. I'm talking about real war, um, real violence. Jesus. See, real. And I'm, and I'm not prophesying here no. because. It's happening now. Right. Uprisings are happening in America right now. You know, they're happening all over the world right now. The, the, the migrations that are happening all over the world, that's happening right 
now. I think I mentioned a few weeks ago with the, the border crisis. You know, yes, the politicians are seeing this as a huge problem, right? People from all over the world are swarming into America. We don't know who they are. We don't know what their agenda is. But the way I see it is this, y'all, the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. The only answer to the border crisis and the immigration crisis is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And imagine if they came all the way to America from all over the world with all kinds of crazy agendas and what they meet when they cross the Texas border is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen, don't brag that you're a Christian nation and you don't preach the gospel to the immigrants that are coming. It's not our place to, to deal with immigration and, and tell them to get out. No, Jesus said, whosoever will may come. Listen, I'm not saying we need to just open up our border. You know, that's that's, that's the political part. I'm talking about the spiritual part. I don't care who you are crossing the border. You need Jesus. That's right. That's right. So why aren't we thinking, Okay, in what way should we minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Chinese national that's coming across the southern border with an agenda to destroy the country? Mm. What if brother, what if sister got saved? What if see that that's the warfare that we're fighting and the yeah. and the weapon that we have as a church is Hallelujah. only the gospel. Only the gospel. The weapon we have is not to vote conservative. <laughs> we tried that. Yep. It we was. tried voting conservative. Yep. And then and, and looking back in history now, it's arguable that it voting conservative caused the whole World Trade Center to be blown up. Don't get me started there. We went ice skating Ooh, just a couple of days ago. Keep that for resistance. And I was like, Lord, I got to talk about this. And I was, somebody said a stranger was staring at us walking past because I was going into a soapbox mode. But what I'm saying is, like, Jesus we, we, have, we have the gospel. It's not about voting conservative or liberal. No. Or liberal, because people to say they lean in liberal because, you know, the liberals care about the poor. I don't know where they read that in the Bible, but they, they say it and they, they that's how they vote. And I'm like, OK, whatever you think, um, you know, because care about the poor and, and, and kill children in the womb. I, I, don't, I don't get and it. And calling a man a woman. And okay. calling a man no. a woman and transgender, all that stuff. Right. So so see how confusing politics is. I, w- I would like the church. To stay on message. First love fellowship. We need to stay on message. Now, going forward, one of the first things we're going to talk about is the manifest presence of God. I've been studying. I've been praying. I've been looking into this issue and realizing that we as a church, as the church at large, we're experts at talking about God. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, I, 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 in, my, in my own studies, in my own schooling, I can be an expert at talking about God. There's things that I learn about God from his word and learn about God concerning those who communed with him throughout the, the, the history of the church. Yeah, I, I, I can do that myself. But there's one thing to talk about God and there's another thing to engage that very God. And the people that God uses are not the ones who know how to talk about him. The people that God uses are the ones that actually engage him. Yes. And so I want us to, to do that. But that's how we're going in the beginning of the year. But but. That's like a, a foundation for where we're going as spiritual preppers. As spiritual preppers, we have to be deliberate about doing the things that make us strong. In this coming year, like, I'm going to skip to the end now. You ready to skip to the end? Yeah. Okay. One of the things that, that helps keep you strong, if you have offense in your heart, bitterness, anger, jealousy, anything like that, listen, that is your number one thing. 
Get that mess out of your heart. Get that mess out of your mind and your spirit. Let that stuff go. Even even if it means that you're going to seem like you're the one that was wrong. Get rid of it. What does OC always say? If 99% of the things they say about you are false, but just 1% is true, then deal with the 1% that is true. Don't walk around offended. That's right. Don't walk around upset with people. Okay? Think of others first. Think of the battle they're going through, perhaps. Yep. And and, and let the offense go. All right. So. So good. We're going to get back to that, but I wanted to say that in the beginning just in case some of y'all drop off. Don't be offended. You hold offense and unforgiveness in your heart, that's going to drag you to hell. It's going to drag you to hell. And I'm serious. It will drag you to hell. It's like one of the things in the New Testament that Jesus is like, listen, you can't have a relationship with God. Can't. If you're holding offense. And, 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 and it's proven scripture after scripture after scripture. I can't tell you how many times my wife has talked about this. So, you know, if you, you don't act like you don't know. Holding offense and unforgiveness. Jesus said, if you don't forgive your, 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 your brother, how can your heavenly father forgive you? Right. The Lord's prayer says, and forgive us our, pres- uh, our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass. trespass against us. Like if you ain't forgiving those who trespass against you, skip that part of the prayer and the rest of your prayer is useless. And the beginning of your prayer was useless. In fact, everything about what you're trying to say to God is useless because you are holding offense in your heart. So we're going to abandon every criticism. That even means how I talk about the saints in the church. Yeah. So, see, none of y'all are crazy. Nobody. What are you laughing at? I don't know what you... Okay. You said none of y'all are crazy. None of y'all are crazy. You know how people do things and act out in certain ways? These, these, these folks are crazy. Oh, see, okay. no, no, they are not, no, they are not crazy. <laughs> I'm not giving judgment. I'm not giving. They are not crazy. These are the Amen. saints of the most high God. We declare it. Yes. Amen. The redeemed of the Lord, the blessed of the Lord. That's we what I'm believe. talking about, right? Right? So if you got in your spirit, like, you know, Pastor, now I need to move up in his revelation because I saw this YouTube preacher that's much better. Right? Now, listen, we got to let go of that kind of talk. You know, you know, uh, 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 Elder Osi, you know, she, 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 she feels, she takes up, takes all the air out the room when she enters the room and, and she scares me. Like, get rid of that, that kind of mess. Get rid of the offense. Get rid of the judgments you have against people. What else do the people say about you? <laughs> I can't. I can't. I don't even know what they say about me. But because what what I've what I've learned is that um, as a pastor, I normally see people on their best behavior. Yes, that's the only time I see people when they're in their best behavior. I don't see anyone on their those in, in their worst behavior. And so unless it's like a one-on-one and then it just finally comes out and like, oh, that's like, what we're dealing oh. with, right? Like, yikes, right? But I only see people in their best behavior, so I don't see what people are saying about me. But mm-hmm. it's okay because what we're going to do is we're going to start off with we are not going to allow words of criticism to come out of our mouths. Amen. That's how we're beginning. Oh, that's, that's also pertaining to spouses, husband and wife. Yes. You know, like, like don't speak evil about your spouse. So when I'm, when, I, when I'm putting my socks in their rightful place, right next to my bed uh, at night, right, my wife doesn't need to say, you know, what's wrong with this crazy man. She just has to put on her little apron and, and scurry down there and pick them socks up. That, that's right. That's it. Right. And <laughs> help, Lord. Jesus, help but, us, Lord. Understand, understand the point, though. We're not criticizing people this year because you have to understand the battle people are fighting. Yes. If you don't understand a battle, then don't criticize them. If you it's see true. the socks on the floor, I might have gout. <laughs> so, so, 
What y'all laughing at? Listen. Somebody's offended, offended right now. <laughs> but listen. Yes, go. We we have to take have an understanding of the battles that people are actually fighting. So listen, let us remove all, all, all. Listen, I am. If you have offense towards somebody and you're still holding it, I almost don't even want to deal with you. Yeah, we're not listen, having meetings. Listen, you know, you have to go to God. I, I am not, not here to convince right. anyone no, to not no. be offended because the Word of God already does that. The word of God should have adequately convinced you not to hold offense against other people. The word, can you say that again? The word of, the God, word of God should, should have ad- adequately convinced you not to hold offense against other people. And, and the thing is, if we could just check ourselves with the word of God, I, as Auntie O.C., does not have to check you. Oh, yeah. Because if you have an active life, where you're asking God, you have the word of God in you, okay? You have the word of God in you. It should come up out of you. The Holy Spirit conviction, after you've acted the way you've acted, you don't stay there, oh. You don't stay there. The word of God, it should adequately come up to convict you as soon as you act that way. Right. There should be immediate apology, Immediately, okay, God, I went left. I'm so right. sorry. I should not. Even if the person, even if you had a right to do so, the word of God should automatically come up and convict you. If you stay in that place, then something is wrong. Right, and and if you're staying in that place, stop speaking in tongues, please, because you don't have the Holy Spirit. Ooh, you don't. If the Holy Spirit cannot convict you of sin, but can make you speak in tongues, Mm -mm. that's a fake and false tongue. Oh, my God. Stop speaking in tongues altogether. Like, just talk to God in English until you learn the Holy Spirit who reproves the world of sin. Yes, he does. He brings conviction. He doesn't just make you speak with tongues. Because a lot of that still, y'all. It bothers me. Uh, it, it we bothers cannot. Me. I, a lot of sure. people are saying that we're speaking in tongues and telling people off. We act so different that we're not we're not equal to the Jesus that we're presenting. And that's what he was talking about. That you have one face in front of us, but at home you're a different person. You right. become a different person to your children, in front of your spouse, to other people, and you act like a completely you you completely go back into sin, watching whatever you want to do. You pretend in front of us, but that. That can't be. You can. You're not filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. And so we. And because of the fact that we're headed into such of a pivotal year in history, I know that some of you may think this is part of it is funny, and some of you may think part of it is hard. But listen, we're in a place right now where we have to be prepared. Remember the days just before 9/11, like September 10th, 2001. The whole world was talking about Gary Condit and Chandra Levy. They were talking about this this thing that happened between the two of them, and uh, was it and a murder? She di- and she died. Yeah, there and was a murder, were, and he was. It was a, a senator. Uh, no, a, a representative. A representative. Yes. Yeah. And um, and all all these things happened during that time. Everybody was focused on it. Also, they were focused on some of the Hollywood things, some of the fallout from Y two K, you know. But but the country was kind of letting the good times roll even then. Yeah. You know, with with the economy and everything, everybody was 
they didn't know that the real estate bubble was about to burst. All the all, all that hadn't happened yet. But the world was starting to go on as it was, like the government told us to, right? Oh no, I'm sorry. The, the the world was going on as it as it was, just as great, just as well, not realizing that something horrible was about to happen. And when that horrible thing happened, the government told us to go back to our lives, just our go lives, back. go back, go, go back, back go back. Normal. What I'm saying is, as we're we're in those same days right now. Don't go back. We're like we're we're in those days preceding the 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 what what we call the black swan event. A black swan event is like 9/11. It's one of those pivotal events that when it happens, it changes history. October 7th was also a black swan event. Okay, uh, the Ukraine war. A lot of people aren't talking about it. You go to the news now. You don't hear a whole lot about it. But there is a lot happening right now in a Ukraine war. And a battle lines are drawn between gigantic factions that exist in the earth. And it's, it's hard to say whether or not the United States is on the good side of history or the bad side of history. Like we don't know right now whether we're the good guys or the bad guys in that entire thing. All we know is the media has been very quiet about the Ukraine war because Ukraine is being decimated, although they're making it seem like some good things are happening in Ukraine, blah, blah, blah. No, the, the I saw a picture of the Ukraine military, like it was a Ukrainian military unit. And, you know, usually when they show the U- military unit, they're these young men, strong and vibrant and, and ready to go. These men were were like, you know, late 50s, early 60s, looking destitute, um, all sitting in a room together. And, and I was like, these are, the, these are the guys you got? Like, are you going to take your blood pressure pills before you head out into the battlefield? Uh-huh. Like, this is what the, what's left in Ukraine now? It's because they're being decimated and they're now sending out their, their, their even their oldest people, um, civilians, in order to fight this war. And they're, they're being sent out there to be Jesus. slaughtered. But see, these are black swan events. These are events that when they happen uh, can turn into a major thing. Also, um, President uh, of China, the president of China just gave a speech just yesterday. Very angry speech about attacking and going into Taiwan. That is a horrible scenario. Jesus. Because if there is war in Taiwan... Um, then, you know, it is said that the United States would get involved. I'm not sure if we would. Uh, We've broken enough promises to enough people around the world to to, to clearly break that one, too. Um, So you'd have but you have the the, the potential for war over on the other side of the world also in in Taiwan with with China. So there's a lot of things going on. Now, now we're hearing all the factions. Right. But what what is the church prepared for? Jesus, we're going to have a shout conference. We're going to shout and we're going to preach and we're going to preach to her horse in the face. And inside this closed area, we're going to shout and we're going to dance and, and, and then we're going to go home. And that's just what we're going to do over and over and over again. Let's 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 take that template and trash it. Throw it in the garbage. See, if we're going to truly be spiritual preppers that actually answer the things that are going on in the world. Number one, unceasing prayer. We have to engage in prayer and seeking the Lord. Listen, I know people don't think that prayer is something that that is an action, but you'll be amazed at the things that just prayer. There have been things happening in the church where, you know, my wife will bring something up to me or someone else will bring something to my attention and I'll hear it and I'm like, okay, got it. And, you know, the question then comes, well, what are you going to do? 
I'm like, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to sit up at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to pray about it. And then when I wake up in the morning, it's going to be resolved. Do you know how many times that has worked where just through miraculous means or through a miraculous change in attitude and conduct, things have shifted just because of prayer? We have to be those people to answer the crises of the world. We're going to have to be committed to prayer. Now, listen, you can fool me, but you cannot fool the Lord. Okay, let's let's really pray. Let's not act like we prayed. I love when Francis Chan told us, uh, you know, people don't really want to be spiritual. They really just want to be perceived as spiritual. They don't actually want to be spiritual. They want to be perceived as spiritual. Mm-hmm. And and let's not be those people. Mm-hmm. We have to be. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Yes. Let's let's read that. Romans chapter 8 tells us, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. If you want life and peace in 2024, we have to be spiritually minded and abandon the carnal mindedness that we tend to walk in. And that's not just in uh, sexual sin. You know, we talk about carnality and carnal mindedness. Everybody automatically goes to sexual sin. And and it is that. But it's other things. If you are divisive, that's carnal mindedness. That's right. If you hold offense towards people, if you are if you are judgmental towards people, that's carnal mindedness. You look at the work of the flesh, you'll see. Not all the works of the flesh are sexual sin. Right. In fact, most of the works of the flesh, I think the half of the work of the flesh, are really about how you relate to other people. That's right. We have to let go. Witchcraft is is carnal mindedness. Yeah. It's not some deeper level thing that we got to get into more spiritual warfare. No, oh, they're doing witchcraft. It's, no, it's carnality. carnality. And with carnality, it's like we can cast out demons. We can cast out demons. Mm-hmm. But if you're carnal, no. You don't cast out carnal. Carnal has to die. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. It's got to die. And see, true prayer, if we're going to be people of prayer, true prayer ought to be eating away at that carnal mind. It ought to be irking the carnal nature that remains in you. And and if it's doing that, keep on praying until it's gone. Amen. You ever you ever you ever walk in the flesh? I've walked in the flesh before. (laughs) And, And while I'm in the flesh. Right. Somebody spiritual comes along. And in, in, in my flesh, in my fleshly mindedness, I'm like, shut up. Right? I'm like, just, just, I don't want to hear you right now, right? I don't, why? It's because their praise and their, their spiritual mindedness is irking me. It's bothering yes, me. Yes. There are people who don't like me for no reason. And I think for it's no because reason. if I'm walking in the spirit and you're in the flesh, you're not going to like me. Yes. You're yes. Not. Or you're going to make believe you like me until you have room for the kill. I get it. Right. But but like when you are spiritually minded. Right. You're going to irk the people that are carnal that are around you. But if you yourself are carnal minded, get into the presence of God. Continue yes. to pray like the goal of prayer is the complete death of your carnal carnality and carnal mindedness. Like pray until ah, it's gone. Pray until it's pray gone. until. How do I know when I'm finished praying? How do I know that uh, you know I prayed the right you, thing? You, Pastor you, you get up uh, a different person. You pray till you're dead. That's when you pray. You till pray you're till you're dead. That carnality is dead. 
This is the kind of prayer I'm talking about. So don't just sit down at your, your coffee table and just, God, I just thank God that you, God, are God, and, and amen. And you've done your prayer for the day. No, there ought to be something in a pit of your stomach that wants to just, just shout out the carnality from your very soul. Yeah. It is no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. That's all I want. We're not going to spend the whole month of January praying about the, your, your electric bill. That, that's not what this is. It's about God removing the carnality. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, if for whatever reason you are unable to really pray this way, because some people are like, listen, I've tried. I just don't get it. We got something else for you. It's called fasting. Yes. Now, listen, fasting is very practical. What you have to do, and this is going to be very advanced for some of you, I understand, because fasting is a very big thing. It's, this is a very advanced instruction here. What you have to do in order to fast is stop eating. <laughs> stop eating. Now, I know we talk about Daniel's fast and Ramona's fast and, and you know, <laughs> We talk about this one's fast and that one's intermittent fast. fast. Intermittent fast. We talk about fasting, you know, just all, all kinds of fasts. In, intermittent fast. That's a lot of times those are just diets because y'all be doing Daniel fast and talking about, <laughs> yeah, girl, I lost ten pounds. Like, that was not the goal. That was not the goal of the fast. You still lying. Right. right. You look good now. You look good. Oh, but you a good looking liar. Oh my God. You ever see? Listen, I, can't. I, I I know what it's like to have some weight on you. I, I get it. <laughs> but as soon as sister girl lose 10 pounds, all of a sudden, the skirt gets higher and the dress gets tighter. Listen, Listen look, what? Why? That's not why we're fasting. No. The devil is a liar. Listen, fasting, I want us all to commit to fasting once per week. Yes. Take a day. Now, listen, I'm not trying to tell you what... Well, there will be times that we may call the church to fast, but I would like for us to get the habit of fasting once per week. You can do this. Yeah. Because, see, if I call a fast, then I know what this looks like. Then, you know, if I call a fast and the husband and wife hear me call a fast and, and wife is all about it and husband's like, I don't know about that, or, or other way around, right, or the children are involved— Everybody already knows now that a fast has been called. So it's hard to fake it because now we're all in the same household. Mm. You get it? So, so what I'm going to ask us to do is you choose a time that you fast. Let this fasting time be between you and God. You don't have to announce to everybody that you're fasting. Mm -hmm. But once a week, you don't have to type up on one body and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> this is what a fast looks like. No, but th this is the main thing, though, Right. Let go of food. The reason, why, and, and I know we have like social media that we do like like technology fasts and things. Uh, you know, if you're That's fasting, it ought to come with the equation. Yes, it's, that it's, social media is off. Right. Yes. Okay. Right. So, so you know, if you, you see can that, say, I'm, I'm not going to eat. Right. But I'm going to be on social. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be on Instagram. Hours. Right. Lol. Meme. Meme. This. Meme. That. Right. No. Then you're not fasting. No. You're exacting all your labors. You're doing all the stuff you would have been doing anyway. Mm. Right. So so if dad is walking around the house and he's not eating and he's been very quiet all day, just assume, OK, he's priorly fasting. Right. 
another thing. There's gonna come days that oh, I'm but fasting. be on one body though. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't fast one body because it's supposed to build you up. We don't yes. talk nonsense on one body. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But even on one body, you don't have to tell everybody you're fasting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right. But but if somebody's fasting, and like I know there's gonna come times that I'll, I'll be fasting, um, and people say, you know, well I've been trying to text you, like all right, well congratulations. But if I'm fasting, I'm not gonna answer. I'm you. not talking. I'm not gonna answer. I'm not dealing today. You know, and yes. I'll, I maybe I'll tell you why I'm not answering. Like this is a fast day today. I, I will take care of that later or you speak to another leader or something. But right now, this is a fasting time. Th- that should also be true for you. Okay. Yeah. Now, don't don't be trying to conveniently put the fasting times during the times that we, we do things as a church. Please. You know, Friday evening, you talk about we fast and, uh, you know, and I'm fasting on Friday evening. So, you know, I'm not coming to church. No, because I've seen. Listen, listen, saints. Things. I've had saints say I can't come to prayer tonight because I got to stay home and pray. <laughs> Makes no sense. All right. So um, <laughs> anyway, fasting, we oh, need to be fasting Lord. food. Again, we're fasting food. Um, let go on the day that you fast, fast food. OK, not eat fast food. Fast, fast. the food. The food. OK, let go of the place and get before God. Listen, look, look, if COVID, which was another Black Swan event, if COVID didn't sober you up, then what what you're facing in the coming year won't sober you up either. There's 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 things coming down a pike, y'all, um, and we have to be ready, fast. Um, let's let's do that. And th- oh, by the way, yes, that includes young adults and teenagers. Yes, and children. I don't understand something about teenagers. Teenagers want to be grown in everything except everything. spiritual things. That's right. They want to eat like they're grown. They want independence like they're grown. They want to go wherever they want like they're grown. They want to make decisions like they grown. But when it's time to fast and when it's time to pray and when it's time to spiritually engage as a church, they go all the way into the background of spiritual activity like a bunch of little children. That's right. If you grown, then let's grow in the spirit. That's right. Let's do it. Teenagers, young adults. No, we, we can't have you in the background of the spiritual activity of First Love Fellowship. Sure. We need to see more young adults, even on Tuesdays when we're leading, doing prayer. Yeah. To, to be sitting in the front, what's with the sitting all the way in the back? How close do you want to be to the soundboard? <laughs> like, no, come come up to the front. Yep, lead. I noticed it, but this adults do this too. Because I, I was at prayer last Tuesday, and I was sitting in my usual spot, and I noticed that I was the only one sitting in the first five rows. Yep. And I said, everybody's in the back. I do not care. I'm not Moses. I don't have that glory that shines through my skin so bright that people are afraid to be around me. You know? Okay. If you get close enough to me and I'm wearing cologne, maybe you smell that. That's but it. but it's it's not it ain't that deep. Nope. Anyway, um fasting is gonna be huge in the coming months. If you want to grow in the spirit, fast. If you want to get rid of your carnality, fast. If you have habits that you want to stop and, and get rid of and, and move on from, fast. And again, this is how you fast. You stop eating. They say, well, what can we eat on a fast? Like, why did you? You know, we, America is the only country in the world that when a church goes on a fast, everybody goes to Walmart and starts <laughs> shopping for food that they can eat on a fast. 
We're the only ones. We're so privileged in America that we can call a fast and have a shopping list so that we can fast. No, on the day that you fast, it's one day. On the day that you fast, just stop eating. You don't have to get a shopping list. You don't. And and here's another thing, okay? They say, well, I'm on medication, so I can't just stop eating. But then the food that you eat for your medication is fried chicken. Cheeseburgers, pizza with pepperoni and sausage, so that you can take your diabetes medication and your high blood pressure medication. Y'all, listen, we gotta stop this we madness. Playing some games. These are games. These are just games. Listen, just stop eating. That's what you do on the day of your fast. Now, if you still must eat on your fast because of medication, I got news for you. It's good news. Communion. Take communion and then take your medication. Mm. Communion is not a jelly sandwich. I said take communion. That is the grape juice and the bread with no pectin, no thickeners in the grape juice to make it into jelly. No, just grape juice and bread. Now, you know at Fellowship, we don't, First Love Fellowship, we don't drink, so don't be drinking wine either. Please, Lord, help us. Okay? I know Jesus turned water into wine, and, and if Jesus ever gives me some wine, I'm going to drink it. But if the corner store is giving me wine, I'm not going to drink it. Nope. That's where I stand on drinking. Anyway. No, thank you. This is how we fast. So if you've had if you gotta take medication for your fast, I mean for your for your body, whatever it is, do communion. And make it a whole thing too. Sit at the table and do the whole read the, the scriptures of Matthew That's and Jeremiah. Good. And 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 and, wow. and and yeah, you can do communion on a fast. Wow. Yeah. That's so anyway, cool. next thing we're doing. Scripture. Scripture sixty six. Do you do you want to share anything at at all? About about no 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 hold on hold on hold on prepare your heart because you're gonna talk about the next thing. Oh. I, I'm gonna talk about the scripture. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So you prepare your heart for the next thing Praise because Lord. this is important. Yes. Um, sixty six and eighty eight uh, amounts up to about an hour of Bible reading per day. Now we cannot be Bible illiterate and Not call now. ourselves spiritual giants. Not now. If you believe you are a prophet of God with a prophetic anointing or a saint of the most high with a prophetic call or anything prophetic about you, you better know that Bible from cover to cover. You better know the maps. You better know the table of contents, the concordance. You better know the copyright page of that Bible. You better know so much of that Bible that when people speak to you, you can't help but articulate the scriptures. Do not say, thus says the Lord, and you cannot find Nahum or tell us what Nahum is about. Jesus. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Listen, if you believe yourself to have a prophetic calling, the first word of the Lord you ought to know is this word of the Lord. Quote the scriptures. Declare the scriptures. 66 and 88 will help you get there. It will help you get there. But see, now listen, shut off your social media and get into the word. I was I I I I really worked hard at getting a win the other day, a true win. You know, with these people, with these Apple computers and Apple phones and you know large beautiful iPads, right? Um, 
you can actually check your screen time. Yes, you can. To see how much time you spent on that screen and also what programs you were using when you were in your in your device. Yep. Does does Android do that? <laughs> Android. <laughs> always <laughs> believers. But um <laughs> gotta believe. But 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 I know Apple people. <laughs> I always give Android a hard time. Uh, Apple people know. You can look at your screen time. Well, the other day, what, yesterday, mm-hmm. I looked at my screen time and saw that my main two, my main two um, programs were Kindle and the Bible app. You know, Kindle because I read my, my books and things on yeah, there, yeah. and the Bible app. But see, it wasn't Facebook. It wasn't Instagram. It wasn't Twitter. It wasn't Waste of Time Incorporated, whatever it may be, right? I want that to be my every day in the coming year where all this social media nonsense fades into the background. I don't care what my coworker had for lunch. I don't care what my cousin believes about Donald Trump. I don't care about what a total stranger believes about whether or not I believe in predestination. We have these arguments online as though it's going to make a difference to anyone. And then everybody just walks away in their pride. Let's let it go. Yeah. Let's become let's let's stop being experts at social media and start becoming experts at the word. And somebody tell me what Nahum is about. Like let's what if what if we had a surprise like like we did a one on one and somebody said, Well, Pastor now we need to do a one on one. And in that one on one, I say, Okay, before we start about your issues, right, and things that are going on in your life, right, um, let's talk about Nahum. Da, 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 da. Don't touch that phone. Don't touch that computer. Just tell me what Nahum is about. See, by March, you should be able to do that. By the end of March, you should be able to tell me what Nahum is about. What in the world is a Nahum? Yeah. I- I'm serious. Like, like, if you're struggling your Christian walk, then get in a word. Get in a word. Okay? And the strength you'll receive from reading the word is like your spiritual gym get used to it get used to always being in that word the scriptures are the sword we have to fight back against the flow of this world we start this by the way tomorrow so i better get that that reading schedule now you can read or you can listen read or listen to the scriptures and and this is i don't care who you are whether you're a leader at first love fellowship or you're not a leader Right. Read and listen to the scriptures. Now, if you're a leader at First Love Fellowship and you're not in the scriptures and not in prayer and not in fasting, listen, the baby Christian in the church is going to outrun you there. And I'm not saying some race against each other, but you're going to get outrun. You're going to be left behind. You're going to start feeling like, well, why are they calling on this person? Why are they confiding with this person? It's because this person's been fasting and in prayer and in scripture. Yeah. I can't help it. Yeah. They're hearing from God. So listen, this is very important, including for leaders and everyone. We all need to do 66 and 88. Here's the other thing that, that kind of bothers me. I don't know how, where I should land on this. OC, maybe you can help me out here. Mm-hmm. And it, it's when you know people may say, well, I have my own thing that I'm doing right now, oh, my own Bible reading plan that I'm doing. That, yeah. I, I, that just irks my spirit. I don't know what it is. Because, because we're at, you know, this, this 
and it's a low level, low level demon. Well, it's not low level. It's really high level demon, in mm -hmm. a low level dose. It's called rebellion, okay. and it's trying to want to be by. We are exactly. We are one body, yeah. and I'm noticing also a trend that we're having people that are in church, but they're really not in. Okay. You know, you have this and you have church and this. Your local body, your local church is your main way of encouragement, a way, main way of being accountable, not 10 different people. I don't have 62 different people speaking into my life. Right. I just don't. Because where I grow is not on YouTube. Did you hear what I said? Amen. Some of you are listening to a lot of YouTube stuff. We don't know these people. We don't know their spiritual walk. And the other thing is, they may sound good. They may sound like what they're preaching is right. And they may sound like us. For example, if they're preaching about righteousness. But the underbelly of their life is demonic. Right. But you jump on YouTube and you're looking for YouTube and you're looking for YouTube upon YouTube upon YouTube. You're listening to all these people we don't know about. And then you're carrying the spirits of these people. Right. And we're telling you, okay. And, we're, you know, in, in first love, we're, we don't control people. Okay, if you if you want to leave, God bless you. We love you. If you want to stay, God bless you. We love you. We don't own anyone. But if you say that you are accountable to the leaders, the people, the heads of the leaders of each each church, whether it be Pastor Tommy, Pastor Maria, all these people, you have to be submitted to that. That should be your primary preference. Right. I know many of you are used to having your pastor just sit, sit up there, preach to you, and you go home and say, wow, that was a powerful message, and you mm -hmm. do your life. That's right. not what the scripture says in Acts chapter 4, which we'll get into next. But that's not what the scripture says. Right. So you can't say, yeah, but I'm doing this on the side. This is what I'm doing. And we're and one of the things with us, the Lord is um, um, emphasizing first love fellowship as one. Yeah. We go as one. Right. We don't, you don't do your thing here and your thing here and you're doing your thing here. Nobody knows what you're doing. Everybody's doing their own things. You're listening to every, as everybody type, as, as one. one. Amen. Amen. We have to come as unity, as one, with our eyes on Jesus, as one one Amen. okay and that's where you get strengthened you're not doing your side stuff there you're not listening to you two people and all of that as one amen in jesus name if you're if you're called to be a shepherd um you should know the people in your congregation you should know how their breath smells yeah i'm, I'm serious it should like be that close like you should know the folks that are there um so so when it comes to doing things like 66 and 88 we do this as one body this is huge this is extremely important and we, we can't play around with it it is like you said lca a, a, a kind of like a rebellion what, what another thing i want to talk about really quickly is everyone that's left first love and moved on from first love mo almost all of them in tulsa have this one thing in common you know what it is you have a sunday church <laughs> Like we meet on Friday, but you go somewhere else on Sunday, mm -hmm. right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this now. And I don't mind people going to, to visit churches. I'm not saying it's bad and all that kind of thing. But if you're going to continue on with two pastors, mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you 
to just transition over to that other pastor. I cannot co-pastor. And I've said it from the very beginning of of First Love Fellowship. I will not co-pastor. That's right. Move on to that other pastor and I will be at peace with you. Yep. We know it is okay. And we've had to do do that a couple times this year. Uh, Just go ahead and move on to that other pastor and let them take care of you. But I'm not going to co-pastor because what if I'm saying one thing to you and they're saying another and mm-hmm. then you just kind of go in your, your private place and decide who's right and who's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this, is not, this is not how we do discipleship. So again, and I love you with all my heart, but if you feel like you have to have a Friday church and a Sunday church and you have to have this pastor on Friday and that pastor on Sunday, transition, transition. over, please over to that Sunday church and commit yourself to it and bless that ministry. Don't do them a disservice by knowing that good and well that you're hearing them, but also coming here. And then don't do us a disservice. Right. Right. But I'm, I'm trying to be nice, but don't do, no, it's the same thing. You know, you're doing us a disservice because you have more than one ear. You're listening to more than one ear and you're not committed to where God has called you to. Right. Right. Where God has called you to. You say, God, we see you here and you right. say you're committed here. We're assuming the Holy Spirit is the one that led you here. He's not He's not right. schizo. Right. He's not going to let you be up in that church here and up in that church here. Mm-hmm. It's very important for you to be plugged in. Right. Right. So. Also, another one. Right. You can hear you can hear your pastor, but you also get on a phone with, with your mother telephone. Right. And, and mother telephone, you've known since you were a teenager and mother so-and-so, she says something different to you than what, what your, your own what pastor you said. I love it when people do that, though, and they, they call mother telephone and mother telephone says, well, what's your pastor say? And it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> Go ahead, mother. Now that's a that's a trick. That's a mother yeah. telephone. That's what I'm talking about. We want right? that mother. Right, right. But, but like, listen, can we please be as one? Please. This year. It's important this year that we be as one. Like, don't have two churches, and then when you need your electric bill paid, you call First Love Fellowship. Lord, help us. I know this is online, but it got quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Mighty quiet in this you know, Like, really, like, come on, y'all. We got we to get this right. Come on. Um, all right. That's so, so good. So, so let's just make sure that we are engaged in the scripture as one. This is your spiritual gym. What would happen if you read the Bible every day? For the next three months, you would be a diff, and it and it impacts you. Yeah, where you are literally changing before our eyes because you're coming, you're weeping, you're weeping. You have such a love for the word, you're weeping over it. You're not just reading it because Auntie Osi and Pastor Naro said we should read it, right? But you are literally being changed, and you're seeing the love of God. I have I have had heard testimonies of people yeah. that read the Bible cover to cover or read the four gospels cover to cover yes. and they became different people. Understand that when you're reading, you are supposed to be a different person. Yeah. You don't stay an introvert and not obey God when you're reading the word. Yeah. Cause if he tells you to go to a person and talk to them or go to those group of people and go hang out and play a mm-hmm. game, you don't say, well, I'm just an introvert. That's just not me because the word of God is now working in you to change you into the person of Jesus Christ, not in the person of OC Burnett. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to Jesus Christ and you start changing. Yeah. And, and, and one thing just to, that, that applies also to people who can't keep their mouth shut. Right. But sometimes right? you need to, yes. Introverts get beat up. Introverts get it a lot. I'm an introvert myself. Yes. But the, the thing is, an introvert is not just a quiet person. An extrovert knows how to be quiet. Yeah, that's true. You know, 
it's 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 when you die to all of that. When you die to all of it. You die to all of that. And when you, you say it's no longer I that lives, but Christ lives Amen. in me. That's what's the actual important thing. So Let's dive into the scriptures, 66 and 88, starting tomorrow. Read, oh, you, and you can read or listen. Yeah. Right? So you can read the scriptures or you can listen. But when you listen, make sure you listen. Right. Don't just let it be the background in the background not. of your background music of your house. Right. Actually listen to what the Lord is saying in the scriptures and, and take notes, whatever you want to do. But read or listen every single day according to the schedule we have and then when we get together for one-on-ones you know you can say well you know pastor Nile, i've been dealing with abc xyz and i can say well what do you think the scripture reading for today did for that problem oh that's so good like did the scripture reading for today actually speak to you and in what way did it speak to you y'all if you don't have an answer then our conversation's also over yeah i'm not better than a word of god no nope. So, so Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 says this, it says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged -edged sword, sword. piercing even unto the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What that's telling us is that the word of God reaches every part of our being, soul, spirit, joints and marrow, which is flesh and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So if you do 66 and 88, just understand that every part of you will be reached. Remembering that the word of God alone is the answer to the fallen human condition. There is no other answer. There is no other answer. You can have the best therapist in the world, but that therapist needs the word of God. Amen. There is no salvation is not found in any other name except jesus christ the living word of god listen stop looking to the world to help you and save you yes i you know i read something one time it said you know we can argue all day long about whether god exists god doesn't exist blah 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 um but just keep this in mind if you don't believe god exists no one else is fighting for you no one If God doesn't exist, you are on your own. In fact, if God doesn't exist, that poor child that's starving to death in the middle of of, of Africa somewhere with no food, no parents, they're on their own too. Jesus. You're on your own. We're all on our own. So I'm saying that because we don't want to let unbelief kick in either. But the biggest cure for unbelief is to dive into that word believe the word of god let's let's really be let's really be students of the word amen. students of the scripture but not head knowledge students amen but students of the word that allow that word to become a part of our heart the word of god is nigh thee in your mouth and in your heart that is the word the 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 word of, the, that the, we the, preach the, the the word of faith that we, we preach. preach yes so now i want to i want to get into giving giving and, and before O.C. speaks the, the just simple sentence, yes, giving is an act of spiritual discipline. Yes. Just like prayer. Yes. So, um, you know, it's funny. I don't know if you realized. Yes. the You know, you're pre, what really this part, this outline that you're giving is Matthew 6. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. Because remember, in Matthew 6, it says the three things that it deals with at the beginning when you pray. 
It's no, it says when you give, that's the first thing it deals with. Right. Then it says when you fast. Okay. And then w- when you pray, secondly, and then when you fast. Wow, I didn't even know that. But yep. y- you know why I didn't know that? I think it's because, you know, as I read the word, yeah. it becomes a part of you. Yeah. And so it comes out of you. It you, just comes out. You can get stuff right by accident. Yep, that's right. <laughs> it says give because I'm Matthew 6 outlines this when you when you give when you pray and when you fast, those are the three things it deals with. And I always, I always say Matthew five, six, and seven. If you want to know what it means to be a Christian, just if you lived those three. Oh wow! Yes, you would. You yes. would be a Christian. Amen. Just lived those three. Those three chapters right there. Five, six, and seven. And Matthew six said, "Be very careful not to do your good deeds publicly." Verse one, to be seen by men. Otherwise, you will have no reward prepared and awaiting you with your father who is in heaven. So whenever you give to the poor and do acts of kindness, do not blow a trumpet be- tr- trumpet before you to advertise it. Ouch. As the, as the hypocrites do, like actors acting out a role in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may be honored and recognized and praised by men. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, they already have their reward in full. But when you give to the poor and do acts of kindness, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give in complete secrecy so that your charitable acts will be done in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. This is why I don't really like, we just do. We don't like talking about what we do. We just do. We don't want people right. to say, good job, first love. Wow, you're doing all of that. Well, that's why we don't post on Facebook every time we do something. Right. Now, we may do that internally to, to encourage yeah. the brethren here, but no, yeah. we, we're not trying to we're advertise not trying to. So, so sometimes we'll post things about, and we have to be really careful. We, we have to make this correction. We have to be really careful, especially when we're doing, um, I, I don't think there's a problem with telling people what we're doing right. like, because there are people that want to support yes, us and all of that. I, and I even have a problem with that because they know what we're doing. They know what we're doing. Um, in America is where this thing, you know, because you're a 501c3, you got to know what you, I want to know what you're doing. But um, we have to be careful, first love, that we're not tooting our own horn when we're giving away food, all of that. We just have to be very, very careful because we want yeah. our reward in heaven. Not what people can reward us here, okay? And it says, then it said, and that was just giving, okay? And then it says in verse 5, also when you pray, and he talked about praying, right? I'm not going to read all of it. It talks about how to pray. And then it says, fasting, when you are fasting, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. For it put on a sanity. So read Matthew 6, all of it. It deals with pray, fasting, giving. Now, what I want to deal with with giving is... And I've felt to say this for a couple of days now when we talk about giving, every time we talk about giving, when we have our services or whatever. Giving, write this down. Tell me, Pastor Tommy, please write in all caps. <laughs> giving is an act of obedience. It's not an act of you just giving to somebody because we asked you to give. You could be giving $5 and be in complete disobedience to God because that's not what he told you to give. But you think you're doing something because you gave, right? And so we have to first, and I want to emphasize that 
Giving is about obedience. It's not about getting offering at the end of a message. It's not about that. So, you know, stay, uh, there's somebody who was talking and posting that, you know, at the end of beginning of the year, churches are uh, asking people to give their very first paycheck, first fruits. We're not doing that. You mean for all of January? Of ge- your, your, your paycheck in January, all of it you give, and that belongs to God. No, we not, don't do that's that. Not, that's no. not biblical. That's not what this Okay? Is. Now, if you want to do it, I mean. No, know, if the Lord wants you to do it, that's fine. It. But yeah. people are literally, the churches will, will cajole somebody and say, you give your first fruits in January, and you give all that paycheck. Can you imagine? That's not obedience. No. That's not obedience. That has nothing to do with obedience whatsoever. You know, it's it's complete control. It's borderline and in many cases witchcraft. And most people love to have it so because they don't want to live right, but they'll bring their $5,000 to the table and say, I done did for God. The, the, the preacher just told me to give. I did for God. That's all you're asking me. That's, and then they give that and say, that's all I'm going to give for the year. You know, it just... Your heart, your heart, your obedience is what brings the blessing on your giving. That is a spiritual discipline. Giving is a spiritual discipline. You preached a message on giving some time ago yep. that we ought to revisit and, and look at yeah. again. It's on, a, it's on a podcast. Yes. It's on First of Online Church. But it was excellent that the teaching on giving, we, we ought to take the more earnest heed to listen to it and do accordingly. Because it's a spiritual discipline. It's not just to keep the church afloat. And we really need to stop saying that, even as leaders, is we're not we don't need your money so we can cheap to keep the church afloat or pay bills, all that. Right. No, no. It's a spiritual discipline. You are disciplined in the way you walk by your giving. And can we stop forgetting to give? Can we can we stop it? Because it's like forgetting. What Jesus did for you. Well, people who have iPhones, there's this feature <laughs> where you can actually put a reminder up. To give. To give. Because when you yeah. guys were in a regular church, in a regular building, you didn't forget to give all. Right. Now, do Android phones have that same feature? We pray for Android. I'm pretty sure Android. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure Android has have a feature. Oh, yeah. oh there's Our, our son wrong. walked in. He's like, uh, Yes. Yes, we do. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you came in for the Android people. But, you know, you, you, I'm, I'm, it's just the enemy is just messing with us. We're like, oh, I forgot to give. Oh, we're, 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 we're if, if your job tells you that you have to do this, 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 and this, and this, you do it without any question. Because, and then the people of God love slavery. If we decided to be slave masters as leaders, you guys would line right up. But we're, we're telling you to do things based on love. And we're saying, we're not going to force you to give. We're not going to, you know, cajole you and remind you to give. Just give. What's good though, what I love about First Love Fellowship that I've noticed over time is that 
this is a giving church. It's a very folk, amazing. Yeah. I'm like, thank you. Even Jesus. when you don't have money. Thank, I'm so grateful. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so grateful that we have people that understand that. But don't let the enemy get into your, you know, where you, you're so worried about everything else and everything. I'm telling you, the way you live is in your obedience and your giving. It's a spiritual discipline. That's why we are required. If we don't talk about it as leaders, we are complicit and we are we're accountable to God. Right. Now, listen, uh, another thing about giving, because a lot of times we talk about the fruit of giving. Like if you give a, a $10 and, you know, God gives you a hundredfold, then God is going to give you a thousand dollars, you know, things like that. Yeah. But that's yeah. that. It's not like a we transaction that. in that way. Okay? We're not doing that. Because Cornelius, Cornelius, it says that his prayers and his alms were set up as a memorial. Yes. Before God, right. But because of his giving, it led to the salvation of his household. Yes. Like, so you may already have money. Like, you know, because we always, we focus on giving for people who don't have money. Like, if you give, God's going to pour out from heaven and give you this, that, and the other. But no, hold on. God looks at giving at the same level, according to to, to, to Acts, the, the story of Cornelius. God looks at giving in Acts chapter 10 at the same level as he looks at prayer. Yes. Now listen. And if you look at fasting. Now listen. Yeah. In the Old Testament, you did not go to the temple without giving. You had giving to something. and prayer were not two totally separate. One thing over here, one thing over there. No. If you were expecting to appeal to God and pray, giving was something that was expected. And if you were to appeal even to the priests, giving was expected to be done like that. This this is something God took very seriously in both Old and the New Testament. Yeah. In fact, the Holy Spirit, they thought the Holy Spirit stopped killing folks in, in the New Testament. And then when giving came up, the Holy Spirit started killing folk. Well, that's Ananias and Sapphira. Yep. Right. I spoke about um, that. You know, like, man, I'm, I'm not saying the Holy Ghost going to start killing folks at first love because that would make house church real interesting. But uh, what I'm saying that. is mercy, Jesus, mercy, because yeah, I don't need that in my house. <laughs> right. But what I'm saying is God takes it very seriously, seriously very seriously. And so, you know, you know, that means we have scripture upon scripture about how giving is a way that God, and I believe the reason why God has us give is so that we won't focus on ourselves so much. Amen. That's the, really the whole point. Amen. You know, and, you know, we always talk about the blessings of giving, but the blessing is death to self. Yeah. Death to your 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 way of living. Death to thinking about your bills all the time. Yeah. Death to saying, man, you know, and if you don't have, actual money to give there's yeah. other ways you can give you understand what i'm saying till there's the money so many, comes till the money comes when the money comes you you give money <laughs> no i'm serious because people are like no, i tied my time you make you make eight hundred twelve thousand dollars a year talking about you tied your, your time the devil is a liar it's the truth yeah anyway it's the truth we just we play too many <laughs> games with god y'all basically what pastor now just spoke about is that we play games with god yeah all we do is play games with god and god wants to get some things to us so Let's just be obedient in our giving. Amen. Amen. So you were talking about Matthew chapter six. Yeah. Talking about it speaks of giving. Yeah. Prayer. Fa and fasting. And fasting. Yeah. But this other issue of judgment or criticism, just keep reading to Matthew chapter seven. 
right after all that, it yes. talks about judgment. Judge not. Yes. Now, I'm coming back to this because it's that important. That's right. Okay? I don't care if you're in Silver Springs, Tulsa, uh, Owings Mills, or Timbuktu. Listen. This issue of judgment is huge. I'm not just talking about how people speak of me or people speak of uh, my wife. I'm talking about how we all Deal speak with each, with other. each in your, other in your house and how I speak of you and how OC speaks of you. Yeah. Like we have to be accountable on how we talk about the saints. That's right. Right. That's why I said nobody's crazy. Not that we walk around calling people crazy all the time. No, Please don't. don't think we just walk around no, saying don't. that. Right? No, we pray for you. But, you know, there's sometimes moments that I kind of wonder. But but what I'm saying is, like, we have to be careful how we speak of the redeemed of the Lord. Yeah. None of y'all kids is just a bunch of bad kids. Yeah, please stop talking about your kids or other people's kids as bad kids. Those are judgments. Yeah, stop it. Those ain't no bad kids. Those are blessed kids. That's right. Right. All the bad kids are gone. So, so... I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I just, you know, <laughs> just kids came to mind. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, we should never. Um, you know, it's, it, James tells us out of the same mouth comes blessing and cursing, and these things should not be so. No. Like bless and curse not. Yeah. So let's pay close attention to what comes out of our mouth. Didn't Jesus say this? He said, it's not what comes into a man that defiles a man, but that which comes out of a man. Yes. Let's keep that in mind. What's coming out of you that makes you filthy? What is coming out of you? You know, your husband is not some good for nothing. Right? Your wife is not that. Your children ain't nothing but a bunch of, you know, you can't call them just a bunch of rebellious so-and-sos. Speak better things of the people in your sphere Amen. of influence. Amen. You know, and, and listen, if you see people who, who act out a different way, do different things, we need to give them an environment where they are able to be healed. Yes. As a church. Like, man, you know, people, listen, people who are dealing with a crazy spirit, they know they're dealing with a crazy spirit. They just don't know what to do about that crazy spirit. That 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 what do you call it? You know, insane, right? Yes, insane. It, it means. It, do you know that it means like unclean? Yeah, it's un yeah. Right, it's sanitation, unclean. right, sanity, insanity, yeah. right. It's it's an unclean, uh, uncleanliness, and and the, a lot wow. of times they know what they're dealing with. Like there's something different about them. They just don't know what it is. Yeah. What they need is an environment where they can be healed. Yes. And we offer that environment. Like every time we gather, people should be like, listen, I got all kinds of stuff I'm fighting with right now. But every time I gather along with the church of Jesus Christ, mm. it's like I feel like finally there's a place in a world where I belong. You know, we look around the church right now and I realize when it comes to this judgment, if we just stop that part, the environment, the gathering can bring deliverance to people. Not me going, devil, come out. Right. No, right. no, 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 no. Like the, the very gathering the very can gathering. bring freedom to people. Yes. The gathering is sacred. If you if you will allow it to free, free you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so let's let's be careful not to allow the judgment. This takes a lot of discipline. It does. I don't care if you are speaking or texting or a facial expression mm -hmm. or the tone of your voice. 
when you're dealing with people, imagine, and I wrote this in a thing here, imagine the person that you're addressing is smiling and dining with Jesus and you approach the table. How will you speak to them in the presence of Jesus? That's so good. Because I think the 23rd Psalm says, Thou preparest a table table for me in the presence presence of my enemies. So if your enemy is dining with Jesus, because Psalm 23 was written for your enemy too. Yes. Remember, if you're dining with Jesus, no, if they're dining with Jesus and you show up, how will you speak to them? Are you going to roll your eyes at them? Are you going to send them a text message that is wildly inappropriate that they got to take a photo screenshot of and send to me so that I can go, oh, Lord, they act like that? That's where they go? Yeah. No, we can't do this. Listen, that person that you're angry at, that person that's acting off, all that stuff, they're dining with Jesus also. Yeah. Just like you do. How we speak to each other matters. You know, I think sometimes it's more dangerous. It's more dangerous for the Christian walk to be right about things. When you're wrong about things, you're wrong about things. You did something wrong, you're wrong. And you can repent and there's room for restoration. I think the big problem is when you're right about something. Because when you're right, that's when pride comes in. Yep. It's dangerous to be right. Right is when you're like, I told you so. I t- see, that's why you should always assume that I'm always right. Uh-uh. And it's like, it's like when you're right about something, it's like there's some type of a, 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 a thing about your, the way you present yourself. It's like a superiority that yeah. can automatically come. Be very careful about being right. Because right. when you're right, listen, your wives, consider this. Your husband isn't always wrong. But he's also not always right. And when he's wrong, be very careful that pride is not rising up in your heart. That's so good. Then next Tuesday, something else happens and you automatically assume you're right because you were right last week. (laughs) And you was wrong. You are R-O-N-G. Wrong. You thought you had a right streak. (laughs) (laughs) There ain't no right streak. Right? (laughs) R-O-N-G. Wrong. In every way. Now listen. <laughs> let's let's disallow the judgments from coming. All right, now um, it's I know we've been on for a while, but y'all ain't going nowhere. It's New Year's. Yeah, I mean, so we got some yeah, more we, stuff to, to deal with. We're okay, good. we're good. Um, you know, it's there's something I wrote inside the the thing here. It says it's us against the world and against Satan. Yes, we are one church. We are joined together in the gospel as one church. It is us against the world. So if we're going to be spiritual preppers for the days ahead. Um, let's be sure that we're doing these things. And um, I wrote here, resist the apostasy. Remember that, you know, First Love Online Church was another thing that we birthed this year and we didn't really talk about it. We sure did. We didn't. So, but yeah. resist the apostasy. And, and, and by the way, saints, um, one thing, I do think that we need to let other people know what we're talking about. Yeah. Let people know about this first live online church. Yeah. Like y'all us. know people who don't go to church. That's true. That's and we are on Spotify. We're on Amazon. We're on. You can start you know, giving those away. We're, yeah. Before like, you put them on one body. If yes. they're not, you know, you just send out the, the podcast and the videos on YouTube right. and everything. Yeah. Just like, hey, listen, this message I think is for you. 
Merry Christmas. See, it was a free Christmas gift. <laughs> Didn't cost you a dime. Yeah. Right. So, all right. I, I want to continue going here, though, because um, I, I do believe uh, the final thing it said there was first love fellowship will make a difference at this time of history. Yes. So the other night we were playing a game. That was a rough game. I was not. going. I to forgot the name of the game. What's it called? We're, we're not, not really, really strangers. strangers. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good it's a good game. Um, but it, it, it'll really put you on a spot. Yeah. So well, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 13 says this. It says, even in laughter, the heart may sorrow, and at the end of mirth may be grief. The backslider in the heart will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above. That's Proverbs chapter 14, verse 13. So I was at a bouncy park yesterday. One of the bouncy parks, you know, where they have the, the inflatables and all these kids all over the place, jump all, all over the place, be kneeing each other in the nose and the forehead. And, 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 and you know, my daughter, she, you know, some kid jumped on her head yesterday. Um, yeah, she's shaking her head. Yes, right. All, all kinds of mess, right? Those are the risks that you take when you want to bounce up and down. Anyway, at the bouncy park with Lydia and my nephew and, you know, everybody's having fun. Um, I was out there in a the bouncy park for about 10 seconds. Um, went out there, kind of bounced around a little bit. I was like, I am done. As soon as I got on that thing, I was like, I'm done with this right now. Right? Um, so I bounced on back out. Um, but it was it was fun. It was nice. And they were playing their music, all that secular music. My goodness. The, you know, those musics, that, that music that they were playing was about nothing but like forget about your issues forget about your stuff and let's just party 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 dance 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 yeah 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 it's like you're being programmed right so anyway um you are being programmed but uh, we'll come back to that on resist, resist the, the all right so um but but i noticed that everybody's bouncing and having fun and everything and hearing the music and bouncing and jumping and literally forgetting about their problems and just jumping 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 and then leaving it was it was a lot like church that's american church right there mm-hmm. you go into the building and you jump muck, jump muck, dance muck, dance muck, party yes. party jesus and and uh jesus style and then you leave um that's how church looks in our day. And it was a lot like, uh, you know, backslidden Christians in our culture. We all go to church. Um, and, and what I noticed is that it was parents and children, right? So I wrote this article yesterday, short article, um, that we're in a culture of backslidden Christianity. Yeah. Um, and and it, the, the backslidden Christianity is generational. When I was there yesterday, yeah. I looked at what used to be a Christian city. Jesus. Where this is Jenks, Oklahoma. Jesus. You you know, Jenks, Oklahoma, and and, and, and and Tulsa and Broken Arrow and all around there, right? It used to be a Christian city, and all of a sudden now all of that is gone. And and now we have generations of backsliding. And the thing about the backsliding, and I told you this before, that people don't really backslide to the world all the time. They backslide to church. They backslide to environments that are spiritual environments that will put up with the carnality that they live with. That's why every time you have a men's fellowship, it's about the football game. Listen, we, we I used to go to a men's fellowship and I almost went to one this year. No, I did go to one this year and I saw what it was about and I was like, nope, I'm done. Um, because they talk more about football they talk more about their AR-15s and shotguns and their hunting and, and, and quote-unquote man stuff. And I'm like, but wait, the word of God is man stuff. That's right. 
but you know they seem to be more interested in the, the the worldly things and also even some of the movies and things that they make reference to i'm like okay y'all you saw that because i saw that movie years ago and i wouldn't watch it again anyway um the backsliding has become generational yeah. Where mom and dad are backslidden, but they still go to church. Children go to church yeah. also, but the youth group Jesus. is going out to watch slasher films during Halloween. Jesus. Right? Or the in, in a youth group or in a children's Jesus. department, you know, little little Susie, who's seven years old, has a, a boyfriend who's nine years old, and the parents think is cute. Definitely and I'm like, the cute. devil is a liar. But see, when you speak out against those things, people get mad. And you know what they say? Well, dude, Jesus spoke out more against the Pharisees and the Sadducees than he did about the, the you know, the, 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 the people who were sinners. When I, when I turn to Revelation, I, I find something different. <laughs> I'm just saying, right? Am I, am I wrong? No. Um, there, there's, there's, there's something different in Revelation where, where Jesus actually has a lot to say about more than just the Pharisees and Sadducees. Because when he talks about the judgment in the end, yes. he, he's not saying, you know, he's coming after the Pharisees and Sadducees. Where's that scripture where it talks about what Jesus is judging? Because I'm, I'm right in the spot here with this, but it's in Revelation uh, further in the back, like toward the, the, the 20th chapter uh-huh. or 19th, right? Where it talks about the the liars and adulterers yes, and right. whoremongers yeah, and, yeah. and people who are engaged in sinful activity, right? Those people get cast into the, the lake, lake of fire. fire and they burn forever and ever. Like they're they're punished right alongside of the 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 beast and the false prophet and and what what I'm getting at here is that like twenty one verse eight. Twenty one verse eight? Oh, you want wow. me to read it? But yeah, the fearful, okay. look at that, y'all. Fear, scared. That's the Whoa. first thing that's listed. Cowardly. Wow. But the f- cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars. Those of you that like to tell white lies and Lies here and there, not telling the, the truth. Hold on, that game. We got Shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Yes. So, now I know, I know that 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 our emerging church people like to say that well, Jesus spoke more against the the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious people, than he did about the prostitutes and the the the, the whoremongers. But actually, you know, the the the. The immoral people, like this scripture here, literally includes people who are engaged in that. Yep. Like God is not playing games. He's not. And and a lot of what the people that are anti-religion, we hate religion, religion sucks, Jesus hated the Pharisees and Sadducees. Those people who say such things are in it. They're, they're in it. They're completely in it. They're doing all that stuff. Right. Like, like that doesn't excuse you then to go on about your life and do whatever you want because you're not like one of the religious people. There are some spiritual folks who love Jesus, who spend time in his presence, who live a clean, moral life yes. that are shunned by those people who spend their Sundays watching football. You know, the, the football watcher who, who goes to church early in the morning so that they can catch the game. Because, you know, people do that. Oh, yeah. They go to the early service because they, the games haven't started yet. Yeah. They do it for that reason. And then they go to the football game and they watch the football game. Yeah. They, they look at the, 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 the people with the fasted lives and say, those are just religious people. They don't know what they're talking about. 
See, I hang out with prostitutes and sinners. Now, listen, I, every single Sunday, I, I actually do hang out with prostitutes and sinners. And I don't see not one of those people that talk about, you know, they hang, Jesus hung out with prostitutes and sinners. I don't see not one of them there with me as I hang out with prostitutes and sinners for real. So, so we, we got to get away from this idea of Christianity, this, this backslidden Christian culture that doesn't prioritize Jesus, but uses the scriptures like Matthew seven, one, right? Judge not is their favorite scripture, right? That uses the scripture in order to justify their own backslidden state, their own carnality, we have a culture of backslidden Christianity. And what I ask in this article that we had that I wrote yesterday was like is from that game that we were playing. One of the questions in the game was, what lie are you telling yourself? What lie? If you're living a double life, it's time to stop living in denial. The days that we have coming this year, no. It's time to stop living in denial. It's time to stop. If you have a public life of righteousness and a private life of sinfulness, listen, it's time to, to, to stop lying to yourself. I know that we all have our ups and downs. We all have our fights and our struggles that we deal with in our life as Christians. I get it. And you know what? I'm not really talking to you because you're going to fall. I, I, I said something in prayer one time. I said, Lord, even if I should fall, fall. I don't care how many times I fall. I'm getting back up and I'm running back to you. Like David. Yep. Right? Like I'm not saying I'm not beyond falling, but I'm running back to you. Amen. I don't care if I don't care if I fall so hard that all of y'all reject me. I will go to my cave. That's right. And I will run back to Jesus. Listen, I have nothing else. I have no one else. It is Amen. Jesus Christ. Amen. The son of the most high God. Listen, um, you know, we, we, what, what lie though? I'm, I'm talking to those, those who are purposely living a double life. Yeah. Purposely. Like, you know, the, the word hypocrite comes to mind, like when you wear a mask Yeah. and you, you put the mask on when it's convenient. That's right. Right. It's like those rioters, you know, the, the, all rioters now, they wear masks because they're trying to keep themselves safe from COVID. Um, you know, they have the N91 masks. <laughs> to make sure that they, they don't contract the disease while they're looting the stores. <laughs> um, it's really good because they're, they're really being conveniently um, yes, helpful to everyone. Variant. It's really nice of them to do that right? while they're running out with a DVD player or something. Um, but anyway, um, our masks, it's the hypocrisy that we wear to church, though. It's very hypocritical. Where we make believe we're, we are something that we are not. Fake Christianity, though, starts at home. Yeah. Fake Christianity starts at home. See, I know we have our struggles. I've had my struggles in my life for many, many years. We've talked about it, right? The doubt, the unbelief, the anger, all that stuff is there. It's been there, right? But, but listen, listen, my children, I, I want them to grow up in an environment where the Christianity is real. Yes. Where I'm not giving my son a string of expletives every time he does something wrong. You understand? Like, like, if you're if you're in Christ and you're a parent, your children should never hear a curse word come out of your mouth. They should have no memory of one if you've been saved long enough. There should be nothing there, nothing. That's right. Violence, 
It should not exist among you. If you are in Christ. See, this is where children learn fake Christianity. And I noticed that a lot of our preachers, a lot of our ministers over the past 30 years, they did one thing on TV where they were big and known all over the world, but their children have a different story. And then you find the news story where their children are doing something crazy. Their children are so backslidden. And so profoundly backslidden. Profoundly backslidden. And it's because they see the hypocrisy of fake Christianity because it it thrives at home. It does. I ought to, if you want to be a spiritual leader, I ought to be able to ask your children, do you think they should be a spiritual leader? I ought to be able to ask your husband, ask your wife, do you think they should be a spiritual leader? Because it all starts at home. That's right. I was telling someone just the other day, like, listen, I know you're anointed. I know you're great in God. But the one thing I'm looking at, if you want to do the works of God, the one thing I'm looking at is how home looks. That's right. Because the Bible even says, like, you know, if you cannot take care of your own household, then how? How can you lead? How can you lead the church of God? Fake Christianity. It's at home. And see, the problem is. Personally, I can't just see inside your house. I can't peek inside your windows. I think that's how protective orders and all that craziness starts, yep. right? Like, you know, I can't peek in your window and see what you're doing. But Jesus sees. But Jesus sees everything. He you know what's amazing it. about Jesus? He stands at the door and knocks. Yes, he sees all. Yeah, yeah, he stands at the door and knocks. Or he hears all. And hears all. <laughs> and he's like knocking. You know, but if you if you bring out a string of expletives against your children, you can't hear him knocking. But um, it's extremely this is vital here because you don't have to be married for this. You can be single and it's the exact same thing. That's right. Right. The people that you associate with fake Christianity thrives at home. Get your house in order in the coming days. Do not play this game with God. Do not play this game with the people around you. That's right. Do not be spiritually minded, fake spiritually minded around the saints of God and then completely carnally minded and full of offense and anger and bitterness and judgment at home. That's Don't right. do this. That's right. I'm giving a fair warning. Your soul will not be able to withstand the fight coming against you if you are not truly spiritually minded. The things that are coming in this world, the things that are going down in the world right now, your soul will not be able to withstand what's going on. See, what, what the, the, the thing about the early church is that they, they couldn't have fake Christianity. They couldn't. Things got so bad. They had to make that a choice. Only the people that were real we're able to endure because Jesus said he that endures to the end shall be saved saved. meaning that if you are carnally minded there is a limit to your ability to fake it yeah and after a while things in this world will get so bad that you're going to have to make a choice Tommy Pastor Tommy wrote we are being weighed in the balance ah yeah may we not be found wanting and I've posted several days for the past several days this this same kind of warning. Um, I want to read a couple of scriptures. Um, Galatians 5 says, and we've been harping on carnality, the flesh, and dying to it. Galatians 5.19 says, when you follow the desires of the flesh, 
The results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures. We always talk about that, right? But we don't talk about idolatry. Yeah. Sorcery, hostility. You hear that? Quarreling. You hear that? Yeah. Jealousy. You hear you that? Treat, this is how you treat people. Right. Outbursts of anger. Whoa. You hear that? Hold on. That's a thing? That is a thing. That's the work of the flesh? You see? Wow. Well, let's stop talking about sexual immorality. If you're there with the sexual immorality stuff, I mean, but... Let's say you're not no, if there. You're, if you're on the sexual immorality stuff, listen, you're you're putting yourself on a pathway straight you're to hell. You're straight to hell. It says it right there. Those straight to hell. Those things were not And all of this puts you yeah. in the pathway straight to hell. But we always talk about the sexual immorality right. Yes. part, right? I just want to make it clear. Yes. yes I'm with you. Yeah. With you. Outbursts, of hang outbursts of anger. Selfish ambition. Me, mm. me, me. What's in it for me? How will this make me feel more comfortable? Dissension, division, yep. envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins wild like parties. these. He said, let me tell you again, as I have had before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we cannot... Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. Go ahead. They won't inherit the kingdom of God. They won't inherit the kingdom of God. So what does that mean? Does that mean that their fate is just the same as a person who has nothing to do with God? Listen, so I posted a video of a man that had a dream, and he said he saw a big door, and and he said, Lord, you know, he kept and when he blinked his eyes, it kept closing, kept closing. And the Lord, he said, Lord, what what is this? He said... This is a door closing on those, I wish I could say it right. This is doors on doors closing on people that do not want to um, come out of sin. And so he's thinking this closing on time, that, that time is running short, in other words. And so before he even said that, he said, when he said time is running short for, for people, he said, oh, the first thing he thought was, Doors closing on unsaved, people that are not saved. God said, no. Mm -hmm. Doors are closing in relation for salvation for Christians. The door is closing. Yeah. The, the time for the you to repent, door. the repentance door for you to keep, you keep going back to your stuff, you keep get outburst of anger, you keep, you, you, the more that you succumb to it, the door is closing for you to change. And somebody, I believe somebody even had a dream about it yesterday. There's a, there's a theme. God is not playing with Christians. You say you're a Christian. He's not playing with none of us. I am begging you. I am pleading with you. Stop playing with God. Stop playing. You can placate me. You can lie to me. You can pretend with me. But you are the person that can put, the Bible says, be afraid of the person that can put you into hell. Yeah. We can't. But the fear of God should be in you where you say, I've got to make sure that there is oil in my lamp and that I am saved for real. We cannot keep playing with God. And I posted that video. And I hope you listen. We're not going to paddicate your issues anymore and talk to you about, so your father. 
Your father did this to you. We've done that for years. We've given you everything you need for life and godliness. We don't have time. We're at war. We can't right. stop to deal with you about your issues over and over again. Let go of your mama. Release your daddy. Believe the word of God. Believe the word of God, that his blood is enough to heal the issues of your heart. He is not weak. God is not weak. He's not jelly-backed, like Bishop Iona said. He's not weak. He is not weak. The blood is Jesus is strong enough for you to live a holy life. If we can do it, and we're not doing it just because we're pastors. If we can make our decision that we're going to serve God and live right, you have the ability to do the same. This is a warning. This is a warning for all of us. It's a warning. The door is closing on your ability to keep going back to God and saying, Lord, forgive me. Don't play with the Holy Spirit and his conviction. The more you sin, the harder it is for you to come out. Just close the door. Yeah, there's something to when Jesus sat with tax collectors and sinners. See, he saved them. He, he didn't become like them. Yeah. Uh, here, here's the scripture, though, you know, going on from what you're saying. It says in Galatians chapter six, verse one, brethren, even if anyone is caught in a trespass. Yes. You who are spiritual. See, there's a difference between the two. Yes. You who are spiritual, restore such, such a, a one. one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself so that you will not be tempted also. Listen, I, I really hope that when you are caught in a trespass or if you've done something wrong, that I really hope that I'm not creating an environment where you feel like you're being pounded on because of the sin you committed. I really hope that you experience that spirit of gentleness yes. with, you know, a, a, a spiritual leader looking to their own self, realizing, OK, whatever that person fell to, I could have also fallen That's to right. under That's the right the conditions. Says. OK, so there is a spirit of gentleness that we have to move forward with in restoring people. That's why I said this year, this year ain't nobody crazy. Right. Like because we have to have that spirit of gentleness. Um, that that says, listen, um, I I could be in this exact same situation. And if but, you, by the grace and, of God. and if you want you, the 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 key is, you want to change, right? Right. The key is, we can restore you, if you acknowledge that you want to change, you want to get rid of these demons, you want to get rid of these patterns in your life, and say, okay. I want complete and total change and freedom. Amen. Amen. What lie? What lie are you telling yourself? What are you saying that's not true? Some of you, you might be telling yourself you're a prophet. You ain't no prophet. Seriously, you say you're a prophet. You're not a prophet because you know your own secrets. Yeah. You may present yourself before everybody, but you know your own secrets. Some of you may say you're a shepherd. You're 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 a pastor. Yeah, yeah, you're not a pastor. You know, we you, you don't. You, it's just not. That's not you. Don't don't lie to yourself. Some of you say that you you know you're 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 sanctified, a Holy Ghost filled saints of the Most High God. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Don't don't do this to yourself. Don't do it. Repent. Repent. 
repent and come back to truth. That is all that matters there. No matter where you are, you're not in a place where God is unable to heal and restore you. Let's start this year off this 2024. Let's start this year off in the truth, not in a lie. Let's not let's not go into 2024 with a mask on. No more masks. Pray. You know, I know that I know in Silver Spring, y'all are going to have your gathering and and I'm not even sure still what we're really doing out here in Tulsa. But one thing I'm not going to do is enter into the year with a lie. Amen. You know, why don't you do this? If you're living a lie, I know folks want to enter into the year with a shout and with joy. Mm -hmm. So please deal with your lies before midnight. Please. Right. So when you gather, even in Silver Spring, when you gather, you will have repented. Because folks coming over there with party hats and, and little noisemakers, and you're going to be repenting at 11.58. Listen, no, do that at... <laughs> why y'all laughing? Do that in the afternoon, please. Yes. Can you please? Y'all going to be a killjoy because of your own sins. Yeah. Listen, take care of that joint at 3 o'clock. Please, now, as soon as yes. we get off. You know, folks want to party and celebrate and be happy and then praise God and then yell and scream and holler. And you sitting here dealing with your 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 offense <laughs> at midnight. No, no, no. Don't be crying at midnight. No. Don't be crying. Cry cry at three o'clock. Yeah, you got you have you you have a lot of time. Yes. So anyway, I I'm I'm being told by by but that we we gotta wind things up here. But repent now. Repent. Repent. Type now. that in. Repent now. And 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 gather at, at gather tonight for your New Year's celebration. Enjoy as a celebration because you repent. You know the Bible says the angels in heaven rejoice when you repent. So get let's get heaven rejoicing this afternoon, and then Amen. you get to rejoice tonight. Amen. Yeah, don't don't be no killjoy tonight. Talking about all oh, my issues at eleven fifty eight. Devil is a liar. Take care of it at three o'clock. That's a prophetic word right there. <laughs> for somebody don't repent at midnight please or, or repent no repent before midnight repent before midnight. because when midnight comes <laughs> the door is closed hey the trumpet shall sound that's it and the dead shall be raised in call rup to Right. Oh Lord. Wow. I almost felt uh close the door in twenty twenty four. Well you don't know before twenty four. Close the door before before twenty twenty four. Oh that's multiple levels of rhyming. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean you know, we've been light. We're we're excited. It's sobering, but we've been light because we're excited about where things are going. But we're also, we want to know that, we want you to understand that serving Jesus is a beautiful thing. Amen. It's a joyous thing. Yes, it is. And we love you. We want to give you the truth when it's when it matters. Guys, get rid of your stuff. Submit to the leadership that God has given you so that you can be blessed not that we can be blessed so that you can be blessed if we tell you hey sin is at the door you need to change this is not right mm -hmm. no more bucking up we are we're patient with when you want to change but don't keep don't keep your pride 
Don't keep your, your sin. Don't keep going back to those voices. Don't keep them. It's time to change. The blood of Jesus is enough. The blood of Amen. Jesus is enough to change everything. Let's believe God that his blood is enough. And if you are there right now and you're listening, I know we joked around and we smiled because this is who we are. We're not pretending. But we want you to know that we do this with joy. And when it's time, we are watchmen. We are watching yep. as we're having fun. We're watching because we know that he is coming. Jesus is coming soon. Either we go to meet him or he's coming in the clouds. So you should live your day, your hour, your second, as if you understand full well that Jesus is coming. When you do that, you don't scream at your husband. You don't yell at your wife. You don't yell at your kids. Kids, you don't disrespect. Or teenagers, yeah. you don't disrespect your parents. You don't disrespect your leaders in first love. You don't t treat them as common. There's so many things that happens when you live your life as if eternity is at the door. So we have five more minutes and we just want to pray with you and let you know that the Lord wants to do something even before this year is out. If are you converted? Because when you are converted, you look like Jesus. You walk like Jesus. Your sanctification process is continual, but there is no going in and out. You are living and doing everything in light of Jesus Christ. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? And so, Father, we pray right now for those that need to know and be sure that they are washed in the blood. I pray, Lord God, that they will take an inventory before midnight. Yeah that they are fully sold out. Being saved is not saying a prayer. Jesus said, if any man would come after me, this is what it means to be saved. Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Yeah. Deny yourself. Pray, say, Father, I deny myself my right to be offended, my right to do this, my right to do that. I take up my cross, I die to myself, and I follow you. Thank you, Father, for raising up First Love Fellowship with dead people that are alive to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's time to give. It's always time to give. I hope you gave while we were talking about giving. Take out your phones. Go on one body. Um, the first love dot firstlove.givingfuel.com forward slash first love fellowship that is a spiritual act of worship so into this word meaning not so into the word so that you can change but understand that you are grateful the bible says a workman is worthy of his hire so into what was taught to you just now it says in galatians 6 6 yes the one who is taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him yes just in the context of the scripture we're reading. That's right. So sow into, give into mm -hmm. what God has just spoken to you. 
with faith believing that he is going to change your life this year and he's you're going to be a completely different person we're not going to even recognize you um you can get the give button actually guys is on one body if you just scroll up it says give now you can use that button <laughs> that's like really yes use that button and you'll be able to give you can give as well you can give on your app as well um the church center app however you can do cash app i posted a cash app do um, dollar sign we are first love and paypal so we're just giving everybody many ways to give so that you know those of you that are very adamant about giving certain ways you can give so so into the word we love you thank you for joining us look out for resist the apostasy we're going to yes. do um an, a live on that and so be ready be ready to resist the apostasy that's happening around you we love you love have you. a wonderful new year's eve happy new year happy new year in advance that's right repent before midnight close the door before 2024 yes happy new year we love you <laughs> have a good one and we will see you to next year well, next year <laughs> all right love you have a good one okay. good night good day good day good day Not good, good day. night good day good day <laughs> thank you so much for listening your generous support enables us to continue to fulfill our mission to win the church to christ through unceasing prayer intentional discipleship and missional living you can offer additional financial support by going to our website at wearefirstlove.com until we meet again may the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you the lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of jesus the son of god our savior Always remember your first love. He gave himself.